dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And joining me in the Soad Shack tonight, just a few days removed from All Hallows Eve, to my left, Connor Raymer, to my right, Adam Markham. Boys, how are we this evening? Doing well, Joshy. Very close to Halloween. You boys getting scared? I am when this music that Connie found for us comes on. Doing a stabbing motion right now. It's bad radio, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty spooky about this this epi. So, Connor, do you remember uh, when we were younger, living at home, and Dad, for some reason, thought it'd be a great idea on our one computer in the living room to install the Halloween screensaver? And so at 3 a.m., Full full blast on the speakers. This music comes on in the dead of night. Do you remember this? Yeah, and it actually had like a, a video slideshow yes. with like I think Michael Myers on it. It was it was pretty intense. Yeah, so um, definitely still have you know night terrors about uh, the Halloween music. Thanks, Just, Greg. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dad, for that. Uh, you know. That's scarring memory. He's always been ahead of his time on just like pranks that just like don't quite cross the line, but they get up there to it to like uh, to scare people. Oh, that you're giving him too much credit. I think he had no idea the screensaver was going to do that. Yeah. I think he just thought that's really cool and let me get a Halloween screensaver. That is believable too. And we also, of course, you know, um, so Addie doesn't have to do the witch's laugh. We have. The witch's laugh. Again, sorry for the folks watching on the stream. You can't hear the sound effects tonight, but listen to the audio pod because they are very good drops. I can do the witch's laugh. Yeah, recreate it for us. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, So, yeah, it is spooky season. Connor will be over in your neighborhood trick-or-treating. Excited to, uh, you know, take Paxton out for his first round of trick-or-treating. Yeah, and I'd encourage all of you all. I mean, unless it's like shut down in your city, I mean, it's the perfect reason put a mask on. That's right. Wear everyone's, a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask at Halloween anyway. Like, put a mask on, go out, and either get some candy or just you know do just get out and walk around, enjoy some of the pretty weather. If you're fortunate like us here in pretty BGKY to have some uh, beautiful fall weather, and looks like we're gonna get a break in the rain, so it's gonna be a, a fun time. Markham will be there obviously with sure. the side man. Yeah. Has Silas decided on a costume yet? He's gonna be Chase from uh, Paul Patrol. Paul Patrol. There you go. Oh, yeah. Big police officer fan. There so. we go. I so love his dad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. His dad backs well, the blue big time. Yeah, good, good deal. So uh, <laughs> we uh, we should also mention Connie has have the boys picked out their costumes yet, or have you all picked it out for him? I guess they're monkeys. They're yeah. monkeys. Okay. Yeah, literally the last time I told back, I was like, "This will be the last year we can make a monkey out of them before they start being some." Like Blippy or a police character or something else. Right. Don't even get me started on Blippy. I had to let Becca know the ugly truth about that dude. Mm. Just like when we found out about the Teletubbies. It's just crushing news all the way around. Do a Google search. Don't get on the internet anymore. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just stay off the internet. But don't yeah. trust anyone. It's fortunate. You boys are fortunate. I mean, they're, the kids are still young enough where you can kind of put them in the costume and of what you want. That's you right. Know, next year is going to be a big one for, for probably both of you. I'd say... Three 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 years old is when they start to pick. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'd say so. My, okay. My goal is they'll like. We've already got something picked out for next year because they're too uncoordinated this year. They're like two little drunk guys stumbling around. <laughs> but we thought about doing. I hope they're into Toy Story, and that they'll want to be the Slinky Dog, That's because cool. I'll be you know if Becca wants to be Woody or Buzz, I'll be the other. 
and do that, or I'd be Mr. Potato Head. I thought that would be a sick one. You too. should go as Bo Peep, really. Yeah, let's just break down just some break gender roles, gender yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. The ceiling Absolutely. is the roof. That's right. Uh, Paxton will be going as the Travelocity Roaming Gnome from Amazing Race. <laughs> we'll be going as Amazing Racers. Uh, just throw a backpack on and some, some matching outfits and have some fun. Will you bring some backpack beers on the walk? Sure, yeah. We actually uh, remember our wedding photographer, Jesse, who took our picture yes. for my wedding. So Jesse sent us some promotional backpacks and fanny packs. So we'll be rocking those for Halloween. And I'll throw some beers in there for you guys. Shout out, Jesse. That's right. We're going to be giving those away, hopefully. So Very nice. Good stuff, boys. Well, uh, Halloween, we'll definitely uh, report back after we have you know spooky season this weekend and uh, let you know how it went. It's uh, kind of a weird year, but like Connor said, this is, I think, one of the things that we can do, and it should be relatively normal, even with COVID going on. That's right. Hey, Connor's a virus denier, so don't listen to everything this guy says. <laughs> I love that we've touched on police and, you know, COVID deniers, and this is great. We're going to get canceled, uh, you know, first thing tomorrow, hopefully. No one's getting canceled quicker than me. I've been accused of being a COVID denier and a proud boy on the show. So. It's all lining up. I'm, I'm going to get accused. Yeah, I'm going to get doxxed real hard on this show at For some sure. point. So uh, this is going to be a fun episode, and we've got some good stuff coming up, fellas. We have, um, of course, second half saviors tonight. This is a segment we're bringing back from last season where we're going to be talking about some under-the-radar guys that could potentially, some IDPs, that could potentially save the second half of your fantasy football season if you're decimated by injuries or, you know, you've made some trades that haven't worked out. Um, you know, we all have bye weeks that we're dealing with. So we want to help you all out in terms of these are some guys you can look to uh, to outperform expectations. It was a fun segment last year, Addy, and we're dusting it off again for the listeners because why the hell not? It's a, it's a good episode. I mean, you know, we're, we're nearing the end here. That's right. We're uh, in the stretch. This is the home stretch we got right here. What, like six weeks? Maybe five going, or six weeks? Going into week eight. For the five or six for fantasy. For fantasy, that's right. For fantasy regular season, right. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's getting down to it. Getting you know down. what time? What what cutting time? <laughs> what cutting time is it? Sir. What kind of cutting? I need to know Sir. specifically. Cashew cutting. Cashew cutting. <laughs> Oh, uh, so we got some shout outs. Lisa's our boy saying what's up in the chat. What's up, Lisa's? What's up, Lisa's? And Boo Bam. Boo Bam checking in per the use. What's hey, up, Boo Bam? Uh, Lisa's, I'm not interested in uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, me either. He messaged me the same thing. Little too much on the salary. Oh, we should mention, and people might have seen this on Twitter. We had an opening in the XFFL, our main league on the Reality Sports Online platform. And big three best friend, John Macri, yeah. is now in a fantasy league. For some reason, he agreed to join this little dysfunctional family that we have. Yeah, shout out BFF Macri. Yes. <laughs> Jumping in the league. Um, it's just, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I'm sure he's like, what did I sign up for? Probably very uh, overwhelming for him. Absolutely. Uh, I know there was a just some, already a huge argument, like right off the bat. Like, right off the bat. Like, a, like <laughs> 20 minutes into introducing him. Me, Ben, and Nico all had this <laughs> this Odell Beckham conversation. Yeah, it was it. like the f famous video of the monkeys throwing their poop at each other is essentially what it was. Yeah, instant regret. It's one of those things that I was like, oh, my regret getting in, involved in this. But, uh, you know, that's it. Uh, love them boys with like family to us. John's going to be part of our family now. Whether you, likes, baby. <laughs> whether you like it or not, John, that's the thing about family. You don't get to pick them, even though you picked this one. 
maybe uh, with some regret here. But uh, he's already made his first trade, uh, so you know he's he's jumping right in. It's been a very active time. We'll talk about some of these moves that we've made. We've got game fuel and code red picks on tonight. We've got waiver wire targets. We've got news. We've got who'd you get. We've got second half saviors. We should mention I've been in contact with our with my personal big fish, Mark Sessler, and we're looking at bringing Mark back on November 10th. So we're going to confirm that date with him next week to make sure that works with his schedule. But if that works out, we will have the return of Sessler on the pod November 10th. So look forward to that. But gentlemen, let's get into the news. A little, uh, you know, a few things to hit on here. Um, Unfortunately, some injury news, Addy. And we'll uh, talk about both of these at the same time. Landon Collins out for the season with a torn Achilles. And Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, which of these two do you see as the bigger loss for their team? Well, hmm, that's a good question because you know, I mean, we saw what happened when Beckham went went out. I think he was zero five to start, um, and then Beckham goes out and and seems to kind of open up the offense. Maybe he's not forcing stuff. Maybe he's you know. You know, just making the right reads. Um, whereas when you got Beckham or someone like that out there, I think you have the, a tendency probably to try and force the ball their way. Um, so yeah, there's that. There's that argument that's out there. Um, I don't know. It's it, it wasn't a really good team. I mean, I'm not. You know, it, team. You know, that was that was kind of the matchup that was set up to be kind of a back and forth one. Um, I don't expect that to be the norm for the passing offense going forward. I mean, I think losing Odo Beckham is not like never a good thing. It's not a good thing. Um, it, it could, there could be, the team will look different. Yeah. You know, that Bengals defense is not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But you know, also, I mean, it doesn't really, I hate it. This is crushing. I, this, uh, I'm covering know. his ears right now. Bad radio again, but I don't want Odo to hear this. I'm on your side, Odo. You know, yeah, there's was, a lot of haters out there. I think if for all of the uh, Odell Beckham haters out there, they were sitting there watching that game on Sunday like this. And again, for those of you on the stream, that's the witch's laugh. Uh, just cackling in themselves because they're saying, look how good this offense looks. Yeah. Not, and I do think there is something to be said uh, for, you know, the force-feeding the targets to Odell argument, but I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Look at Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. It can work, but I do think there's also something to be said for the fact that Baker and Odell just never found that connection, and I don't know if it just goes back to he missed that training camp that first year with the Browns. They had the offseason this year, but um, I don't know. I don't know, Connor. What do you think? Do think, um, Do you think Odell's in Cleveland next season? No. You think he's gone? I do. I think he's going to go somewhere else. I mean, I could see, you know, if Michael Thomas leaves the Saints, you know, I could see him winding up in a fun offense like that. But uh, Odell's got to go somewhere where they're going to let him have personality and, you know, kind of like a Cam Newton situation. He's just such a big personality and persona off the field. But I'm like you all. I can't put my finger on it. My uh, biggest Browns uh, fan that I know, good buddy of mine, uh, he's from Northeast Ohio, just lives and breathes. Cavs, Browns, all that, but that it was the exact thing he said. And he's real tuned in to, you know, fantasy and actually watching the games and dissecting them. He said it's it's obvious when you break it down that Baker feels the need to just force feed him the football, and that's kind of a trend with Odell, right? And that's kind of a trend with prima donna receivers that 
they demand so much attention, it throws off the offense's ability to have cohesiveness and rhythm and everything else because if they don't get the ball, he's kicking the net and having to come apart, and it's just there comes a point where a guy like that becomes an Antonio Brown, and you're you're thankful to have an opportunity to get basically a fully bonus or bonus type deal. Yeah. So there's, Kyle Shanahan has a really good quote about that. I think whenever he came to San Francisco, there was a lot of people asking him, "Well, hey, do you need like a Julio Jones type?" And he was like, "No, I, I really don't. I just need receivers that do that have a certain skill set and do what I need them to do in this offense." It's the Bill Belichick. Yep. There's a there's a really good book I'm reading right now. Um, it's uh, Three Ring Circus. It's about the Showtime Lakers or about the the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Mm. Um, and Phil Jackson, and it's written by Jeff Perlman, who's my favorite sports writer, and he talks about how the triangle with the Lakers was always better when Kobe Bryant was not involved because Kobe was a triangle killer. Anytime the ball came to him, it was dribble, 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 shoot, mm-hmm. and instead of passing the ball and working the triangle like it should. And that was um, kind of reminded me of something I heard that I didn't see during the game, but um, whenever... Uh, it was one of the touchdowns to Harrison Bryant. I don't know if it was this game or the game before, but I was listening to another podcast, and they said that when Baker threw a touchdown to Harrison Bryant, he didn't run and celebrate with Bryant. He actually ran over and was talking to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, apparently consoling them, like telling them or, or trying to like talk them off the ledge of like, don't worry, guys, you're going to get yours. And I just thought that was kind of weird that in that moment he wasn't – celebratory over the touchdown he was worried about oh no are Jarvis and Odell going to be mad now yeah yeah that's uh that's a definite thing I mean those guys you gotta you gotta feel like if if you're like you know a a wide receiver three or four on that depth chart you gotta be somewhat excited just that you're gonna have an opportunity now and you know Odell like Connor mentioned he's just I mean there's just a lot that comes with him it's it's like the Tebow thing like these people that just have these like crazy fan bases like I don't know. It's just it's a lot to deal with, you know, when you're when you're a team and you're trying to, you know, have this mantra that everyone's equal and it's like you know, there are some guys that just seem larger than life. And That's he's true. Kind of one of those types. Um, and he's boys obviously since college with Jarvis, so it's like Jarvis can't level with him. And most of the times, like the good teams that have that alpha, there's another alpha that can check him because yeah. there's not a lot on that team that can do that. So. I feel like that relationship when you're that tight and you're that close to boys, I'm I'm sure they, as the kids say, keep it a buck with each other. But Is that a new phrase now? It's it's out there. Woo. It's been out there since, I think, 2018. I'm still saying so. keep it 100. No, for sure. Yeah, Man. Keep it a buck. But, it, again, when you're that tight, it's hard to do. And that's hard to do even if you weren't that tight with a personality that big. Same with Cam. I'm sure you all saw the coach. Who was that? Jeff Garcia that came at him saying, you know, you're too worried about how you look and how you dress and you're not worried about how you're playing and mm-hmm. all that. So I'm not saying that's the case with Odell, but he has a lot of that, man. He has the tantrums. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I mean, I don't think that um, – I don't think that Odell is bad or anything like that. Like, I don't think that he is the reason for um, them struggling. Um I think I think he's just kind of been in bad situations. I think that, um, I th- you know, the Giants with a with a thirty three year old Eli Manning who was you know past his prime. He had he had two or three good years with him where I think Eli was still kind of holding on and, and, could, and could do some things. I think Odell in that situation was making Eli look good and not the other way around. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean, he really. I mean, that first year that he was in the league, like he really tore it up. 
Um, but you know, uh, and then, and then he gets traded to Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland Brown, we were all kind of excited. We all kind of thought Baker was going to be a lot better than, than he kind of has been. Um, I think he's been kind of disappointing, you know, compared to how he started his, his career there in Cleveland. But, uh, I just don't think, I mean, I don't think you can really put a ton of blame on Odell when he is, you know, I think he does want to win and he's been kind of in two really dysfunctional organizations. And I, I admit he has done a lot of this himself. Like I am a, I'm a huge Odell stand and I'll, I'll defend him forever, but, uh, he's gone from the giants to the Browns. Yeah. Imagine if he was on the chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, he'd, We'd be looking at him as the best wide receiver of all time. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So he's he's not been in um like the worst situations imaginable, like a Jets situation, like with Sam Darnold, the setup he's had. But he's not been in great situations either. Yeah. He's been in okay situations. That'd be the piece de resistance that he, he just has to go across the locker room from where he used to be there to the Jets locker room. And shout I out George would, I shout out George Fant. You know, I, I pull for the Jets to win because they got one of our guys there from BG starting on the line, captain there, but it's just not a great it's not a great time to be a Jet, but I don't know, man. I, I feel for him, but that's a fair point. I mean, he's had a crap hand. And man, that's everything in life. It's just how luck sometimes shakes out and the position it puts you in to be successful. So um, I feel for him, man. There's there's a landing spot somewhere for him, a team that needs a Texans, a Dolphins, a team that's got a lot of veterans but needs some, you know, a little offensive firepower. I mean The Dolphins would make sense. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. He yeah. loves Miami, I'm with, sure. With Parker and Preston Williams, that's a nice one, two, three punch then. It just wasn't a good fit there. No. Cleveland. And also the offense is isn't isn't uh, conducive, you know, for, for someone like that. So you know, for a player like Odell. Like it just it's not gonna work for someone like that. He needs to go be the center piece and have a clear Robin I think you look at a guy like Parker he can maybe be a Robin to his Batman yep you've got a young quarterback that has I think we'll see how he is this weekend making his debut he just needs to go somewhere where he's in a fun offense you know I think like somewhere like LA would really suit him Mm -hmm. I worry like San Fran would be kind of a similar situation like targets would be yeah I don't like the San Fran landing there's certain spots where I think he what about with Justin Herbert and Keenan Justin Allen Herbert would be beautiful. Yeah, that, that would be true. a lot of fun. That would be nice. Yep, he'd like Green LA. Bay. You know, I mean, there's going to be these. There's going to be these opportunities for him. I think, like where he's going to actually have a chance to pick where he wants to go. That's a big key for me with Odell. He's he's, he's under contract though, isn't he? So he's not going to get to pick unless he gets straight up cut. Which I think is... You pro- think they're it, just going to cut him? Maybe. I think they could still get something for him. I really maybe do. Maybe so, yeah. I, I just don't... It's not a hopeless situation where they wouldn't get anything in return. But I think maybe he could force his hand to a, to a better situation. Could be. Like I'd love Stephon to see Diggs. that, man. Just go to a team where you can win. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's keep the train rolling here, boys, uh, and talk about uh, Antonio Brown. I want to just hit this quickly. This happened uh, officially yesterday. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh... Connie, are you excited or nervous about this move for Tampa Brady? Uh, I'm always, I, I want to see Antonio play. I mean, he's been a total clown for the last, you know, it, it seems like, I guess, since he's been in the league, he's just been a lot better at covering it up. But um, football-wise, I love watching him play. Football's better with Antonio Brown playing. Now, can he get along with B.A.? You saw that warm welcome that he gave him on that, you know, fit in or get out basically his only opening statement about it. And he had made the comment earlier in the year, you know, there's no place for him. So 
I think that dynamic will be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, it is funny this came to fruition because there were those rumors at the beginning of the season, right. weren't there? I forgot about those. And BA shot it down. He said, "No, there's hey. no room for him here." Hey, BA versus AB? You kidding me? So Addy's excited about the, just for that the initial off right there. Unbelievable. I give it a ten out of ten, Addy. That was gorgeous. It's unreal, right there. So you you've been the big Tampa. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, believer this offseason. Do you like this move? I mean, yes, kind of now. After everything we've we've heard about Chris Godwin. Broken know, his finger? Yes, it sounds like he's going to be out for a few weeks. And now they can kind of, you know, they have the luxury of being able to rest guys like that. I know Mike, Mike Evans has kind of been gutting through a lot of these games, you know. I think he's at like 75%. Yes, I mean, he's been he's been banged up every week. Like, he's hobbling out there if you've watched any of the games. Um so I think they can, you know, they they can let these guys rest if they actually, you know, if they need to now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's an awesome receiver room. I mean, it's this is the best receiver room of all time, right? I mean, it doesn't. That's yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. It's the best offense of of all time. I know a lot of these guys are kind of past their prime, but I mean, there's no question that there has never been a better offense than than this. You think it's opinion. better than 07 Pats with Brady and Randy Moss? Yeah, kind of I mean, do. I mean, they got. They're, I don't know that they're going to have the levels of production like that team or the Peyton Manning Broncos when they had. Yeah, uh, Sanders and Demarius Thomas and they're Julius as, Thomas. Right, and they're not as fun to watch as a team like that, I guess. But um, I mean, as far as like Hall of Famers in an offense, you know what I mean? Brady Gronk. I don't think AB is a Hall of Famer. Do you? He should have been. He yeah, he should have been. been. I mean, before his career got derailed. Mike Evans is is training that way. I mean, he's he's put up a thousand yards every year. He may not get it this year, but might get twenty touchdowns. Seriously, Peyton, Reggie, Marvin, Edge, that was a good offense. That's for like sure. that's four Hall of Famers right there. They'll all get in the Hall. But Brady, Gronk, I think Evans. I think Godwin could get there. He's still twenty three. Let's not could forget be. that. Could be. Um, Lashawn McCoy. AB, could be. Lashawn McCoy. Yes. I mean, it should be in the discussion com- conversation, right? Definitely offensively one of the most talented in the last decade. For no sure. No doubt. I mean, Plus, Ronald Jones is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Leonard Fournette's already there. They've got his bust ready. Uh, Levante David will definitely be a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's on the defensive side. So, Addy, a couple trades here. Moving on to the next piece of news we want to talk about. Just happened today. And I want to. we'll talk about both of these, and then we'll jump to waiver wire targets so we can keep this train rolling. Everson Griffin traded to the Detroit Lions for a conditional 2021 six-rounder. And then earlier, Yannick Ngakwe traded to the Ravens for a 2021 third-rounder and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. So essentially the Vikings moved back like a round and a half uh, for six weeks of um, – Yannick Ngakwe. So speak to it as the Vikings fan. Um, obviously, it was a different time six or seven weeks ago when yes. the Vikings made this trade originally than it is now. Right, and that's that's really it. You know, they made they made this trade at the beginning of the year when they thought they were going to be okay. They thought that Hunter was going to be coming back after four weeks, probably. Um, yeah, and, and on paper that looked like a pretty pretty solid team. Um, but it just didn't turn out to be. The, it didn't. You know, the way. Daniel Hunter never came back. Right. Cousins um, is talking about, I should probably be benched. The offense was really just. Dalvin Cook got hurt. Right. It, the offense just was, I don't know, it took a little bit for them to figure out what they, you know, how to even move the ball. 
they they've gotten better about that, but uh, the defense isn't good. Um, it's just a, it's just a it's an aging team. Um, it's just not a good team. Kirk Cousins is not that good of a quarterback. He's not the answer there. He's he's far too overpaid. Um, like you I, said, there's I don't even think there's anyone out there that would trade for Kirk right now. No, I mean I I I um I do know that Kyle Shanahan has always loved Kirk Cousins. That's I true. I don't know he was, he was there in Washington when they drafted Cousins, wasn't he? Yes. Um. So that could be, you know, that'd be an upgrade over Garoppolo. I Jimmy agree. G stinks. He sucks. He's extremely handsome. Hot. Just, just go oh be a model, gosh, but get so off hot. my football field. All right, Addy, I want you to look up the Steelers' schedule because I'm going to ask you a question in just a second. Connie, I'm going to ask you to wrap up the news here. Um, Baltimore Ravens signed Des Bryant, throw up the X, to their practice squad. Do you think he makes it on the field for them this season? I do. Yeah, I think he – will he actually, like, contribute a major role? Probably not. Guys like that, if you've worked your way onto a practice squad, I just feel like barring some crazy injury or something that it's more about the juice and the leadership, not that he was – but, I mean, that that's a high-energy guy. And if you need a veteran to come in and kind of challenge some guys and get guys motivated or make just the occasional package play um, – I, I don't see any reason why you couldn't maybe get some game day reps out of Dez. So I may be overly optimistic here, but I don't see why you bring a name that big on to the practice squad with no intention of elevating him to active roster. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, the Ravens aren't <clears throat> specifically very deep at wide receiver. You know, when you've got Willie Sneed playing significant snaps. Um, let's see if Des Bryant has something left in the tank. I agree, Connie. I think we'll see him on the field this year. So, Addy, Steelers are the last undefeated team. Tell me when you think they get that first L. Could be this week. Who they got? Ravens. Ooh, that's right. Game of the week. That'll be a good one. Um, so they got the Ravens. Then they got the Cowboys. That's 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 a win for sure. Then they got the Bengals. Then they got the Jaguars. Then they got the Ravens again. So there's a loss coming in there, likely you're losing. You're not going to beat the Ravens twice. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think you figured. I think you they probably split. split. So, um, Boobam brought up a good point for Kirk Cousins, and in a certain world, this would make sense. And maybe that world is a world in which they're still in the mix, inexplicably for the NFC East. But what about Dallas as a landing spot for Kirk Cousins? Yeah, you're Jerry Jones. Are you picking up the phone? That'd be a decent little band aid. I mean, yeah, they're no one's out of it in that division. They could. Here's what's crazy: they could win the NFC East and still have a top seven or eight pick. See, there's so many teams though that should be, you know, ha- putting these quarterbacks on the block. Embrace the tank, baby. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I guess that they're just worried about you know hurting their their. QB's feelings or something, but I mean, it just... It's... You put him on the block, he'll be out the door soon enough. You won't have to worry about his feelings. Yeah. Can, can the Colts not get anything for Jacoby to Dallas? Like, is you got Bill Parcells ties to Dallas, and Bill Parcells is probably one of the biggest Jacoby, you know... Jacoby's a better quarterback than whatever that dude's name is. Ben Denuzzi. I was going to say. Yeah, that's who they're running a, out there on Monday Night Football. He's got a great name, a strong name. Denucci. Uh, Brisket could come in and, I think, cure a lot of their their problems. He plays real safe, conservative football, no turnovers. So, I think, like you all mentioned, it's not like the – they're the NFC West, the year of Beast Quake, where Seattle is, you know, like 7-9 and nine hosting a playoff win. Like, oh, I think Dallas could be – or whoever wins that division could be 5-11. and 11. I think it's going to be Philly. You think so? I do. I, I think, think they're the best team right yeah, now. Yeah, they're the Even best Even though they're team. terrible. 
But those other teams are just complete flaming dung heaps. There's no so. quarterback. No. That's the thing. I mean, it's, say what you will about Wentz, and there's plenty of memes and stuff to throw about him. And people have said I look like Wentz, which please, it's true. please no one make a meme of me next to doing the Spider-Man meme with Carson Wentz. Because who's our Photoshop experts out there? Our meme lords. Yeah. We that, need you right now. Yeah, it could be bad. <laughs> look up Connie on Twitter and get his picture, and please do that for us. All right, let's hit some waiver wire targets here. Addy, let's talk about these dudes here. I'm going to throw some names out, and you tell me what you're thinking on these guys, all right? Daniel Sorensen, one of the highest-scoring safeties on the year so far. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good option now. I he's mean, always been solid. He's always solid. It seems Not like, sexy. Yeah, every single year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's fine. I mean, you know, you're he's always you're always looking for like a DB two or whatever. He's he can he can definitely be that for you. He, he's always going to be the guy that gets the tackles. It seems you know back there. So that's right. I was going to look up and see actually where he was. Um, in our RSO league scoring, because I remember he was, I was looking at the coming off a very big week. He is so he. Oh my gosh, he's currently safety number six. Seems like he does that, you know, randomly. He has as much scoring as Jeremy Chin. Wow, they're point one points apart. Yeah, so I mean, definitely get him. That's right. What about Damian Wilson? They're uh, on the same team. I mean, you know how kind of that goes. It seems like him and Hitchens kind of alternate weeks, but but Wilson's been playing well lately. Um. You know, I don't. I don't know how long that keeps up. We've we've seen this before. Now, what about Romeo Aquara after the uh, Everson Griffin trade? Are you still interested? I mean, I think so. I mean, I don't see how it is Patricia. So, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. National coaching is not a thing here. I am. Uh, I like Trey Flowers. He's had a nice little season for like your DN two, but uh, man, I just don't know if I want. Everson Griffin or Romeo Aquar, despite the fact that they should be doing really well for your IDP squads, but you're right. Do yeah. we trust anything in Detroit to Not be stable really. and make sense? No, this probably just hurts everybody. I mean, I don't know. I have I have Griffin in a in a few leagues and uh meh, doesn't kinda, do much. Kind of indifferent. Doesn't kinda move feels the needle. About the same. What about Josh Sweat of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I mean he he's he's another good option. I mean he's the snaps have been down a little bit lately, so that's a little worrisome. But, uh, but I mean, he started out the year pretty strong. You know, he had three sacks in his first four weeks, um, but he hasn't done much since. So I'm sure people are a little frustrated, but, you know, maybe he's due for some for bounce-back games here. I was looking. I think Montez Sweat was DN3 in our league this year so far. Oh, yeah, his brother. Yeah, his bro, the Sweat bros, yeah. Yeah, Montez Sweat's been great. He's been great. Brandon Graham, DN2, and Miles Garrett, DN1. So uh, the names we all expected to see atop that list, uh, not quite. Connor, I'm going to hit you up for this next one. You know what time it is. Can't believe this guy is still not rostered in more leagues than this. Only 3% in Yahoo. Kari Willis. The disrespect to, to even have you know be having him hang around, but hey, it's a small number. So I'm glad to see there are a lot of people that are still are starting to take notice. I should say of of Kari. So uh, Colts got a nice little interesting uh, young safety tandem there, and uh, uh, we're gonna miss Malik Hooker this year. He's gone for sure. Yep, uh, he's as gone as Eric Ebron was about two or three weeks from now last season. Well, they so. didn't pick up his options. Yeah. That was always... Um, Riding was on the wall well before he conclusion. got hurt again. But, uh, but yeah, like Kari, if he's available, you know, give him a shot if you need somebody on a roster filler space. Uh, he's a thumper, man. That's right. I have Kari. I think he is the highest of my two... Because I had Jonathan Abram and um, Anthony... No, not Anthony Harris. Who's the other one, Addy? Eric? No. 
Who's the other Vikings safety? I'm oh, told. Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. Thank you. So I had Jonathan Abram and Harrison Smith, and I thought, okay, those two guys will be my highest scoring safeties before I acquired Buddha, which we'll talk about. No, it was Kari Willis. Kari Willis was outscoring both of those dudes right now. Yeah. So he's, he's been he's been solid, but a little bit of a letdown based on what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to be like, I thought the, the tackle numbers were going to be consistent. Luckily, he's been having some big plays to kind of, you know, neutralize that out, but. Still a great option. Yeah, he is currently, it looks like, uh, safety 27 in our RSO league right now, sandwiched in between Devin McCourty and Trey Boston. Only two spots down from Taylor Rapp, about uh, one and a half points different there. So Where's Julian? Is he on that list? He is not on that list right now. Not don't top be, 30. Don't be sleeping on him. He's That's coming. Right. I think he was the highest ranked uh, rookie defensive player, if I'm not mistaken, by PFF this past week. I mean, he's going to be, if he keeps it up, he may not win Defensive Rookie of the Year, but I'm just telling you, he's he's going to give you a real chance, Julian Blackman is. If he keeps playing the way he is, that consistent level, especially with some competition versus some of these just cheese ball games. So we'll see. Yeah, he's had uh, he's safety 60 right now. Uh, past few weeks, he went 15 points, 5 and a quarter points, and then 11.4 points before the bye. So, did, did not play, worth noting, if that is, did not play for the first few games of the season because of injury and because obviously Malik was starting in front of him. So, was forced in, overcame ACL surgery. I, I just, again. It's I amazing he's playing this year. I, I know we're talking yeah. about Kari, man, but I love that tandem there. I, I like it as well. So, uh, let's hit the next guy here, a former Colt, Addy, Jerry Hughes. No. Nope. We talked about this in the offseason. Sometimes, um, you know, good veteran role players have big blow-up games. Doesn't yeah. mean you should read too much He had a monster it. game. I mean, look at his game log, though. It's like 5 points, 6 points, 2 points, 5 points, 2 points, 3 points, 33. Yeah. Outlier. Don't buy into it. So what about Kamal Martin, linebacker for the Green Bay Packers? Yes. Uh, I like Kamal. All right, tell our, me about our him. Our boy uh, Bellyfield likes him too. Ooh, yeah, he is know, the Packers he's fan. A, he's right? a Packers insider right All there. Right. Also, Shannon Sales, uh, shout out listener, um, big love fan, of, big fan as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, come on, Martin. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Barnes is is he got kind of a lot of the hype because he had some good numbers last week. But, and his name spelled really cool. Yeah, but uh, but Kamal's kind of the uh, the guy that that uh, took over once. Um, Summers went out, so um, I think he's going to be the one that kind of gets it now because Barnes is hurt. All right. Oh, is he really? Yes. Did not realize that. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. This is a guy that we talked about a lot in that Washington linebacker group that we couldn't quite figure out who was going to emerge, but Cole Holcomb had himself a nice little game. What do you think? Yeah, he's playing great as of late. I mean, last two weeks he's gotten 33 uh, and 40 snaps, so – that's good, uh, and I mean he's doing a lot with those snaps. So I mean he had four tackles, a sack, a pick uh, this past week. So I mean that's that's huge. Coaches take notice of that stuff. I'd, I'd say that he'll probably get some more playing time. I like Cole Holcomb a lot. What about DJ Wanham? Oh yeah, baby. Tell me about er, er, DJ. So no more. Uh, so no more Yannick, of course. We know about Daniel Hunter being banged up. His yeah, future there is kind of murky. Um, they don't have a lot of talent, but this guy is talented. Um, if you look at his playerprofiler.com, uh, if you look at his profile, he's got a good one. He, he comps to Alden Smith. Ooh. Um, he was a fourth-round pick out of South Carolina, um, you know, kind of a project type, but he's already getting playing time, and he's looking decent with it. So 
the opportunities there. I think the talent's there. Um, I expect big things going forward with this guy. So it's going to be the Herbert, Herbert, DJ Wanham and the Fetty Odenigbo show in Minnesota? Sure, I love that. It's a new thing we're going to start doing, Josh. Herbert, Herbert, DJ Wanham? All right. I can I can hang with that. Add it to the board. Has to be added. <laughs> All right. Sure. Cut it out. Cut out my own voice and put it on there. All right. So we should be staying away from Chris Barnes for right now because of the injury. I think so. But, I mean, keep him on your radar, too. But Christian Kirksey's also due back. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of like two, you know. To be too confident in any of these linebackers, I don't know. Be careful. Be careful. Kirksey's due back. Kirksey, yeah. I could throw a wrench in all this stuff. Yeah. But well, I do like Martin. Agreed. So what about Ronnie Harrison? They're in Cleveland. Yeah. It seems like the uh, the takeover is is here. I mean, we, the, the snaps have been trending up. Um, 68 this week. That's a lot. I know Carl Joseph, I think, was a little banged up. He might not even played. Um but anyway, when he's out there, he's making plays. Like nine tackles, a sack, a fumble recovery. Uh, that's huge. There's and, a reason they traded for this guy. Yeah, and I mean, that was kind of the plan all along. I mean, I think it's taken longer than they initially thought. Uh, I remember Wooler was talking about it like around week three or four. He was, he's a Browns fan. He said that the plan for was, you know, after they traded for him to kind of give him like two or three weeks to kind of learn the playbook. Well, that's kind of taken longer. Um, but it seems that... Time is here. Place is here. Place is also here. <laughs> the time is here. I was here. waiting on it. I was like, please say he'll please connect say the dots it. here. Please say it. Uh, Everson Griffin, if he's out there on waiver wires, any interest? I mean, I think I'd take a flyer on him. Why not? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't expect too much. I mean, he can have good weeks for you. He can get sacks. He's still, I think he's still a really good player. Um, Obviously not what he was, but he he's he's think like Michael Bennett, who was very productive. You know, he's kind of a, he's a little bit of a grown ass man. You he know? is. He's 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 not on the Mount Rushmore, but he's looking up at it. He's like maybe one day. Very underrated. I've always been a big fan of Griffin. Now, what about Hassan Reddick? There, yes, been, yes. been having a little bit of a career reinvention in Arizona. I know. How about it, man? So I mean, he's he's getting, I guess, some of the snaps that Chandler Jones was was uh, that Chandler Jones had. He's kind of playing his role a little bit. Uh, but eighty one snaps last week, career high by far, or not career high, but season high by far. Um, Eleven tackles and a sack. That's a very nice day. Very nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's a big. Um, unfortunately, he's probably going to get dinged with like that LB designation on some platforms. But they were talking about on the broadcast how they moved him back to his pure kind of outside pass rusher position instead of forcing him to play linebacker and how that's made such a big difference. Yeah, he's already got five sacks on the year. Also, while I'm thinking of it, Marcus Golden, they traded for him. He that's was, right. You know, a former Cardinal. One of your favorites. Yeah, um, which he had a sack right before the trade. So, that you know. I think that's a good pickup for them. I like that Cardinals team. Looking um, good. We were talking about them before the season started. Yes, sir. Looking like that. Imagine you're in the NFC West, Connor, and you're the Rams or the Cardinals, or heck, you could even throw the 49ers in there, and the freaking dumpster fire Eagles or Cowboys are going to take a playoff spot, and one of those teams is probably going to be left out in the cold. The, like I said earlier, though, a few years ago, I think it was Beastquake year, the West was the NFC East. They did have, like, they did send, like, a 7-9 and nine team hosted a playoff. Um, so it's frustrating. I mean, man, the West is must, much, just must watch football if the NFC West is playing. I won't watch an NFC East game. 
I mean, it's, it's so just, bad. I didn't watch a minute of that Giants Eagles game. And listen, the South is not much better, AFC South. But you know, at least if you see a Texans game or a Texans game, Deshaun's fun to watch with the Texans. I feel for him because just seeing him get beat to death. But a Titans team, they were fun to watch. Colts team, fun to watch. But yeah, it's it's a shame that. They're going to be hosting a playoff win. Hey, I watch every minute of every game. I want the listeners to know that right now. That's fine. They can know you're a masochist who hates Sir. yourself. <laughs> miss, miss, your, miss your family. Miss your Nat. Yeah, I was going to say, Nat's son. like, Adam, this game's not even good. Your son is growing up. He's like, shut up. Carson Wentz just went for a negative 13 loss, honey. I'm watching the R words, hon. So so bad. Right. Just what a, what a huge, colossal disappointment. The listeners deserve it. What do they deserve, Addy? They deserve me to be on my best. I gotta watch every minute. Sometimes twice. Sometimes twice. On Game Pass, just at his office. Can we cut in Adam just watching film to that All of Me Loves All of You song by John Legend? Absolutely. I'll get right on that. Yeah. Get right on that. Well, we want to give a shout out to Z-Mags for bringing back a segment that we did earlier in the year but had dropped, and we're going to kick it off with our Game Fuel. Inject this playmaker into your lineup. We're bringing back the Game Fuel and Code Red picks, and we're kicking it off with Game Fuel. And I am going to be going with uh, our favorite body part, Addy, the chin. Jeremy Chin versus the Atlanta Falcons. This is the Thursday night game. Mr. Chin has totaled at least seven tackles in every game so far this season. He's a top five safety on the year with a sweet matchup against Matt Ryan and the Falcons this week. He is in a position for a very nice IDP performance. So my game fuel pick of the week, Jeremy Chin versus the Atlanta Falcons, Addy. Mm, I love that. All right. Who is your game fuel pick of the week, hon? Got to go with Eric Wilson. Ooh, one of your favorites. Yeah, I love Eric Wilson. Um, You know, no more Anthony Barr this season, but... uh, Eric Wilson's been great. You know, he's, he's been doing a good job making the most of his snaps. Tackle numbers aren't always, you know, what we want, but he's got he's got that big play upside. Um, I look for him to make, you know, some impact plays this week against uh, Green Bay. Ooh, and it's a rivalry game. Yeah, let's, let's look at his game log here. Please do. Yeah, so week one uh, through week six. Seven points, 19.25, 16 points, 9.75, 29 points, Eight points. That's a nice little... That's uh, solid. That's, that's very solid. It's a very nice LB3, LB4 for you. Absolutely. All right, Connie, who's your pick? My pick is Emmanuel Agba. He is the... Let's see here. He's the... I try to come up with his nickname here, the Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, I love that. Is yeah. that uh, from Pro Football Reference right yes, there? Yes, that is. The Pro Football Reference. I didn't Fantastic. Wanna, I didn't want to butcher that on his, uh, his, his name there. But, uh, yes, that's going to be my Code Red player. Um, got five sacks on the year and four in the la- in the past three games. Uh, so he's get- making the most of his snaps at least. So I feel like he's got a decent matchup against the Rams Sunday. So he's going to be my my uh, my pick there. I love it. Emmanuel Agba, the Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. That makes the- me like him so much better now. I almost vapor locked there. I was like, what is his name? I can't. That's such a cool nickname. You can't butcher that. But uh, but yeah, him and Shaq Lawson. I love it. They're noise. That's right. In the uh, Miami Dolphins defensive ends. Ogba is 12th in the NFL in pressures. He's had a great uh, among year. Among ed rushers. He's so had a great year. So he's dude. knocking on the door then to kind of make that number tick up even more. So just keep an eye on. He is, let's see. I'm going to give you all from our RSO league. He is DN10 on the year. Sandwiched in between, how is this possible? Leonard Williams and Yannick Ngakwe. 
Mm. So to give you some context there, love that pick, Addy. Uh, you know, like we said, we or Connie, we don't like to skew negative, but we do have to give you all code red, code red. Stay away from this player. Our code red picks for this week. Um, we're saying that in an ideal scenario, if you have to start these guys, that's one thing. But if you have other options, this may be the week to pivot away from some of these players. And as much as this pains me, I just brought him up. Harrison Smith versus the Packers. Now, typically, we'd start Smith with no questions asked. I know that's true of me. But it seems that his time as a top IDP safety may be coming to an end. As sad as that makes me feel in my heart. Uh, but he's no longer startable every week, and Green Bay is a tough matchup as well. So I'm saying pump the brakes this week on Harrison Smith. You sitting him? I'm sitting him, yeah. Wow. I'm going Jonathan Abram and Buda Baker, as we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty good call there. Pretty, All right, Addy. Easy. Yeah, who's your code red pick for this week? Okay, Avery Williamson and Neville Hewitt. Does this pain you a little bit, putting Avery on this list? Pretty tough. Z-Max is throwing some daggers right into our heart. Yeah, Z-Max. Ouch, bro. I'm probably not going to sit Avery just because, I mean, it's unlikely you have better options. He's been really freaking good lately. So is Neville. But just Kansas City's a tough matchup. You know, they're they're just usually not a a very fruitful spot for linebacker production. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just just don't like him this week uh, as much. But uh, I understand if you got to play him. That's right. It's uh, I think Z-Mag's point here was that one of these guys is going to disappoint. Yes. So you need to pick out probably Neville. Neville would be the guy that I'd probably sit, even though last week I think he, he did do better than Avery. Uh, but, yeah. Still uh, flip a coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would I would hope that it landed on the Avery Williamson side as well. That's that's the linebacker in New both York. Both good options. They're both yeah, good options. That's the one in line. If I have to pick one, I'm going with Avery Williamson to start. So, Connor? Player we just mentioned here, who's your code red pick for this week? Yeah, we just talked about Yannick. So, like you mentioned, I hate to to tell you to avoid anybody, but I'd say uh, skew away from Yannick. But, you know, recent move to Baltimore, so he's in a new position there uh, after leaving many. So, it's likely Yannick is not going to see as many snaps as he gets acclimated there. So, I'd say fade him in that regard. Uh, Just maybe sit him one more week and revisit and see what's going on. You know, hopefully coming, you know, super motivated and wanting to prove himself there in his new team. And reunited with Calais Campbell. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go watch the Ravens clip that their Twitter put out of uh, Calais Campbell's in the middle of an interview, and the guy's like, did you hear who we traded for? He's like, no, who? And it's like, uh, we got Yannick. Oh, really? He stakes out his phone, and (laughs) he's like, Yannick, blow me up. Like, hey, call me. Talking about call me. Yeah, talking about call me. It was so good, if you haven't seen that. Really good. Funny, funny, funny stuff. So, yeah, it's sort of like the Minnesota situation where – we're not saying that Yannick's a bad start. We just said he's like the end 11 on the season. Right. But you're just saying in the new situation, it may take some time for him to get his feet under him. So just pump the brakes and wait a week. Same thing with Ture when we talked about him, which, by the way, they said he's not going to be probably playing for at least they want him to practice for two weeks. Yep. So fade that even further, but that's obviously injury-related versus trade-related. Could so. be a nice like playoff push type of guy. Exactly. If you need a stash right guy, keep him. Yannick, obviously, not that similar role. So just cool it for a week and, and revisit. All right, Addy, it's time for everyone in America's favorite segment. Who'd you get? Uh, who'd you get? And uh, we, had, we haven't done this for a couple weeks, mainly because we don't want Adam's head to blow off his shoulders. Uh, but this is our absolute favorite game show to play on the Big Three IDP podcast. And uh, we got some, you've been making some moves. Ooh-wee. As uh, 
as Big Three best friend John Macri now knows firsthand, uh, some players are changing hands in the XFFL. So hit us with some of these moves you've been making. All I do is make big boy moves, Josh. Big tings, even with your transactions. Sir, Eddie. I ain't never been scared in my life. I ain't never been scared except for when the old uh, old Halloween music starts uh, cranking up here, Addy. So hit us with some of these trades while we got this music going. This is a perfect background. This is this is perfect. Uh, guys, I traded away AK. You did trade away AK. Yes, sir. So, Adam, who'd you get? Who'd you get? DeAndre Swift. Ooh. And a 2021 first. That's very nice. That's a very nice haul. Who's, who's first was it? Do you know? Out of curiosity. It was mine. You got your own pick yeah, back, yeah. Oh, nice. So I can, I can, you know, I can really tank if I want to just now. Straight tank a palooza, baby. Sure. I love that. I love that. All right, and you also made a, a couple more moves as well. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is our RSO league. Um. Just abruptly, <laughs> I wish I could fade it out, but yeah, just uh, keep it on a loop, man. Let's get we, serious. We need yeah. that. Let's get serious for a second, guys. <laughs> Yeah, the music is playing on the stream, if you guys don't know. but uh, We're hallucinating for yeah. those watching on the stream. We're just laughing at each other. That's going to be really good on the pod. I can't wait oh, to yeah. That. I'm pumped to hear that tonight. Uh, Shout out John Carpenter, BG's yeah. finest, man. That's so sick. A lot of BG and Smith's Grove references in this in, Smith's uh, Grove in Halloween. Sanita- Sanitarium, yep. I think mainly Smith's Grove. Yeah, Smith's uh, Grove. Yep. But still, yeah, Carpenter's from Kentucky, right? Top three horror movies, real quick, just off the top of your head. Let's see. Halloween, what's the other? Is Halloween up there? Just the franchise, Halloween. I don't know. Um, I didn't like Halloween. I thought it was really boring. What's the scary one we went and saw in theaters that was, like, horrifying in person? Conjuring? That was The Conjuring. Yes. The that's, Conjuring, that's the most terrifying theater experience I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, Conjuring and, uh, and the one, uh, The Strangers. Strangers movie is, is super scary. Don't know if you've seen I don't know if it would fall under that, like, horror film, like Halloween. It's just a scary, like... So, John Carpenter was born in New York, but went to Western Kentucky University. So, that's why, yeah, he um, put a lot of those Bowling Green references into his movies. Where'd y'all go to school? Western Kentucky University. Oh, with the shirt underneath. I thought you were going to say Colts University. I was like, no, Connor, that's not right. Bad radio part three, but yeah, it was a WKU shirt under there. I'm a topper, baby. Let's we go. all toppers in this house. Oh, thank you, Zmax, for pointing out Buddha's on by this week. So yes, I probably will be starting either Harrison Smith or Kari Willis. Mm. Probably Kari. Yeah, that's right. You got to practice what you preach. Practice what you I preach. Okay. Harrison Smith is dirty, bro. Yeah, he's dirty. He's a dirty player. He stinks. He's got a dirty butt. <laughs> all right, who else we got here, Addy? Sir, need to wash that hind in, Harrison. Wash that hind in. You'd love to see it. Okay, so in this league, I I'm, I mean, I have Odell, of course. I've got of Odell course. pretty much. Just assume I've got Odell in every league. This is a really bad week for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, lost Odell. This team was just, I don't know. I, I think I have a solid team, but, I mean, I was making awful calls every single week. I was not to – this probably will come off a little douchey, but, I mean, I was almost a little too deep. Too many lineup decisions. It's true. Like every week, like even on defense, like it was, it was a nightmare. Which was funny because two years ago, I remember you saying on defense, you wanted just to set it and forget it, guys. That's always been my approach. That's what I had. That's what I thought I had. I have, I had it with Buddha, uh, but everyone else, you know, Cam Jordan, he was, he was solid, but he's been kind of a letdown this year. And then you know, like we've mentioned, my line, my linebackers, they've just been nothing but letdowns. Anyway, tra- uh, 
this this team that I have, it's t- it's time for me to reassess. I still got a lot of nice young pieces. So got like Visca, got Debo, got Diggs. Christian Kirk's been breaking out. Got Christian Kirk. Got DeAndre, right. got DeAndre Swift, like I just mentioned. Um, so I mean, we we got some pieces, got some picks now. Whatever. Cameron Jordan, he's getting up there in years. Love him, grown ass man. He's on the rush more, but he's he's like 30, 31, and he's just he's just been a little bit of a letdown for me. He's also like seven million in cap. Um, there's all these other factors that you're not taking into account, listeners. <laughs> But I, I was able to cash out for a third and a fifth. That's nice. Yeah, Cam Jordan for a third and a fifth, pretty decent. That's a that's a better haul than I thought you would get. I honestly. was looking for a second, you know, and I think he makes a lot of sense for for a contender and, and especially the team I traded him to. I was trading to contenders. I mean, that's the only teams I traded. I, I traded AK to a guy that is in the mix. There's like six teams. Our league is pretty split right now. Right. It's a twelve team league. Six contenders. Six people. Pretty much rebuilding at this point. And that's kind of how it goes. And, like, this league is ultra competitive. Like, all of we all like each other a whole lot, but also, like, everyone wants to really win. Everyone really wants, you know, that ring. Um, Who'd you play in the listener league this week? Uh, Connor, I was not even, like, there at that draft. I was grilling. He was grilling. Uh, he didn't care, listeners. He was checked yeah, out. he doesn't of care, our, listener league. Of our listener league draft. <laughs> hey, that was the same story last year. I'd let them know on the podcast numerous times that I wasn't paying attention. So your final trade in this league, Eddie? Cream Hunt. Got a nice haul for him as well. Cream Hunt, he's gone. His his contract was expiring. Um, but now I, you just flipped him for Tremaine Edmonds. Right. Yes, that's that's correct. I I, I uh, had Tremaine at the beginning of the year, um, who's, who's someone I think is kind of overrated. Honestly, for mm-hmm. IDP, I think he's. I like him for a, in real life, but I think he's an overrated IDP asset. Um, so I traded, you know, him for Cream Hunt, and then I just traded Cream Hunt for a 2021 first, a fourth, and a fifth. So basically, you flipped Tremaine Edmonds for a first, a fourth, and a fifth. Yes, with a like three or four week Kareem Hunt rental in there. Pretty much, that's nice. Worked out well. Do the I love doing the trade kind of like connect the dots of like what was the original asset you had mm-hmm. and what did you flip that into? Yeah, I've been really happy with the what I've been able to get out of everything I traded. Yeah, we know. should mention the the trade here that involves me, but also involves you. Uh, so I mentioned acquiring Buda Baker. Uh, traded Denzel Mims a 2022 first and a couple 2021 fourths for Buda Baker. Wow. Comes out and I think scores 38 points in his uh, debut for the Houston Roughnecks. So very happy. Uh, I've moved a lot of high-value picks for defensive studs, but it's really worked out. Devin White and uh, Buda Baker right now, um, two guys I went all in on, and um, it's working out okay so hey, far. Jo- Josh is, you know, he uses the when you know you know when it comes to his IDP guys. That's right. His targets. And, and sometimes you just luck into a Brandon Graham because you liked him on the all or nothing season that he was on. So you flip him for like a fourth. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a thing too. Um but yeah, um I you know, I was happy to out so Buddha's expiring and he's gonna be pretty expensive. Who's expiring? I was kind of in a weird cap situation. I'm not really anymore. I've gotten out of out of a lot of those messes. Um but right, he was expiring. Um, and also keep in mind, Buddha was a fourth round rookie pick for me, so it's kind of cool to see what it grew into. It, it turned into it turned into Denzel Mims, a, a future first and 
two fours. That's right. And Denzel Mims made his debut, and I think led the Jets in targets. And yeah, he's gonna he's gonna I, be great. He's gonna probably lead the Jets in targets this week. No I'd more, say so. Uh, no more Perriman. Perriman got knocked into the fifth dimension. So I was so um, scared that was Mims. Was like, oh my god. Oh, I just traded for him, and now he's been sent to the sunken place. I was like, please be Perriman. Please be Perriman. <laughs> That's my guy. The one Jets player I had left. My my flex options are just dropping like flies. Uh, so. Connie, did you make any moves? Anything that we should know about here? Uh, not trade moves, but I've got two new meme ideas I've been thinking about here. So y'all handle the trade. So it would just be a real shame if anybody out there listening made maybe John Marcy uh, photoshopped on the no regrets meme for joining the league. So something to throw out there if any of the listeners like that. And you then got, also, you got to get our boy's name right, Connie. It's John Macri. Oh, I'm sorry. I just mispronounced it. Just mis, uh, misspelled John and mispronounced Marcy's that. Playground. <laughs> yeah. Sex and candy. Remember that song, boys? Not at all, Adam. Not at all. Yeah. Good have you heard But it. I do love the John Macri no regrets meme. Yeah. It's got his, uh, I got a little bit of dyslexia going on there. The John Macri no regrets meme uh, from, what was that movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston? She That's, was just, we're, we're the, we the Millers. We're the we're, Millers. we're the Millers, oh, yeah. Gosh, just we the Millers. We and the me and the Carson Wentz meme. We the Millers. We the Millers. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, that's a very funny movie. It's an awkward movie to watch with your parents, which I did when uh, Jennifer Aniston's like strip scene comes on. That's always the best, just watching like yeah. borderline sex scenes with your parents in movies. Yeah, it's great. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go light myself on fire now. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, she's still straight, just smoke. She's though. a smoke show, though. That is very true. And then you also mentioned, uh, yeah, we talked about this, the Connor and Carson Wentz Spider Man meme. Yeah, it's very, it's very ugly when people come after me and say like, y'all both have a red beard and you kind of look similar. So it'd just be a shame if anybody did either of those memes. That's right. All right, well, let's hit the main segment here, boys. We've got 12 second-half saviors. We're each going to take four and just go around the table. So I will kick us off here with the aforementioned Hassan Reddick for the Arizona Cardinals. So with Chandler Jones out for the season, Reddick has seen some increased snaps and has made some impact plays in his expanded role. He has a few, you know, weeks of tough matchups ahead, but I think he's worth a roster spot at this time. If he's out there on your waiver wires, go pick him up, Addy. I really like his ability to get you some nice points, uh, especially if you're dealing with those injuries or bad trades or bye weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he's he is balling right now. Like he's he is a must must own must add. And he's one of those guys that um, disappointed. Mm-hmm. for a long time for both right. NFL and IDP purposes. So we're not willing to really trust him, but we should trust what your eyeballs are telling you. And that was always the story from the beginning with him was he was a bit of a project kind of similar like to Isaiah Simmons, you know, and but people just are impatient. Some of these guys, I mean, he's still probably like 25, I bet, you know, he's probably like, I don't know, 17 or 18 yeah. years old, yeah. just fresh out of high school, pimple yeah. face. He is, he's young. He hasn't even gone through puberty yet. Like, everyone chill. But, yeah, I think Hassan Reddick, especially with Chandler Jones out, that's the thing. We haven't seen Hassan Reddick recently in in the past couple years with Chandler Jones gone. So this is a totally new context in which we get to see him play. He's 26. So, yeah, like you said, give him him some time. Still puberty on the horizon. Yeah, Yeah. just been able to rent a hotel room, like, in the last year in his name. So, and the uh, brakes. And rent a car as well. That's what I was thinking. I've rent a car. Yeah. I was an idiot at 26. Yeah. What were you doing at 26? What wasn't I doing? That's yeah. a good question. Can't put that on the potty, baby. <laughs> All right. So one of your favorites here, we mentioned uh, DJ Wanham, but we've got to talk about the other defensive end there in Minnesota. Addy, who's the second, second half savior? 
Fede Odenigbo. Ooh, baby. He's been playing good. I mean, he's been playing good. The pressure numbers are fine. Um, he's been the one, you know, Yannick was, was obviously playing good. But uh, Fede's been the one bright spot. I mean, a, a, a little bit of the concern is, you know, um, he's going to have probably more more focus on him, you know, with no more Yannick. I mean, he's he's really about all they have. Hopefully, hopefully DJ Wanham is uh, is the real deal. But still, it's going to be Odin Igbo, you know, being the guy that they rely on for pressure. Um, but I think he's up to the task. That's a bad defense. They're going to be out there a lot. Excited for it. Fire up a Fetty, especially with uh, both the presumed starters now gone. If you were a little bit disappointed in Odin Igbo so far this season, hold on. I think he the best is yet to come for Odin Igbo. So, number three, Connie, who we got out of Houston we got Tyrell Adams. Uh, so, uh, Bernard McKinney went to the IR. Mm. Um, Adams hasn't looked back, really. Uh, he's, he's been great. He has. He's been, been balling out. Tackle points, even making plays in the backfield. So, he's been all over the place. Houston, man, I just – talk about underachieving. Same thing we are talking about with Minnesota there. I mean, just – I would give Minnesota the title of, like, best underachieving team when you just look at the roster and, like, what they should be versus where they're at. Um but yeah, he's a. I think you know Tyrell Adams potential great, bright spot. Great ad. Past three games in our RSO league: twenty-one, nineteen and a half, and fourteen and a quarter. That's like Keekly esque. It really is. Like this could be a guy that, um, depending on how it shakes out, league he winner. Got, yeah, he's a league winner. I, I don't know that he'll have. Um, he didn't have the start to the year to finish like top twelve because his first four games he scored like you know, five points or whatever. But if you look on like, you know, what he's averaging, like when he's getting the, you know, at least 59 snaps, he's going to be, he's going to be right there with the top. Dogs. And McKinney's not coming back because he's on IR. Nope. He's gone. Is so, J.J. Watt leaving Houston too? That's possible. I I've think, heard that uh, rumor getting floated. He may, be get, may get traded here before the deadline to a contender. They should. That. Romeo said that uh, the GM had come to him and like said that some guys may be on the block, but. Isn't uh, the, isn't the uh, deadline this week? Uh, so I think it's next week, but you may see some movement early That's because right. of the COVID IR That's right. regulations. That's so next up here, Las Vegas, Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, things started off slow for Nick. We knew he was injured, uh, but once he's fully healthy, there's potential for him to become one of the leading tacklers and playmakers on the Raiders defense. This was a guy we loved preseason. He got hurt. Corey Littleton's been kind of meh there. And uh, so we love Nick Quick to come in and help fill that void that we thought Corey was going to fill, but has not thus far, Addy. Yeah, I mean he's 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 healthy again. Fifty five snaps last week, um, seven tackles. So yeah, I mean I think I agree. I think he's someone that you can kind of start with confidence going forward and, and expect better days to come. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to look and see what his scoring was um, last week. So against Tampa Bay, yeah, seven and a half points. So not going to be a guy that I'm expecting linebacker one numbers from, but as a LB2, LB3, mm, that's a good-looking yep. spot for your squad. Got bye weeks coming up. He's going to be someone that's going to be a fine start. So um, next up, this is somebody that should be on everyone's radar here, Addy, but let's go to Carolina. Yeah, Jeremy Chen, he's been great this year. I mean, um Love seeing that from the jump. I mean, his his uh, worst game as far as tackles go is was week six against Chicago, where he only had five. But wow. other than that, he's had eight tackles, six tackles, twelve tackles, eight tackles, nine tackles, five, eight tackles. I mean, just tearing it up. Um, he's everything we thought would come out of that safety spot with Eric Reed gone. Yeah, he's the safety piece, two from last year. He's the piece you want on that defense. 
Shaq Thompson hasn't really been that guy. Yeah, he's been fine, but not you know not what we were expecting. We were expecting we were expecting him to put up Keekly numbers, but, and he hasn't. Um, but Chin has put up Eric Reed numbers. Yes, yes. So love to see it, Addy. Uh, good choice there, Connie. Hit us with the next guy out of Pittsburgh. Out of Pittsburgh, we got Stefan it. So Pittsburgh's defense. I don't know if you are with me on this, but. Every time I've watched them recently, it almost seems like there's maybe like 15 people on the field. Yeah, they're playing with uh, some extra guys, I think. Yeah, they, they, my Steelers fanatic buddy, who, if you're a Steelers fan, that's just kind of a prerequisite is that you're just out of control, fanatical about it. He, he thinks it's their best defense they've played with since like the James Harrison and Palomalu days. I would agree. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So I like to it. Uh, but that whole defense is full of playmakers, so take that for what you will. Like, he could be getting some of the shine, but it could obviously be spread around quite a bit because they got a lot of dogs on that team. So their D-line among the best in the league, if not the best. Um, you know, the D-line position is volatile, but, you know, to it looks like he could be uh, the piece to the roster along with, with Hayward there. So, you know. He, he leads that team in pressures. Which is insane to me. Isn't that crazy? It really is. which is tied fourth in the league. Wow. And you would think, oh, um, you know, Devin Bush going down, this is, you know, a real gut punch to that team. But then nah. you have, out of nowhere, Robert Spillane. Yeah, and he's fine. Uh, Didn't who, have the week that I think a lot of us expected. Or yeah, only 3.75 points. But um, that defense, you know, got they got they the team got the win against a really tough Titans team. So, um, yeah, this is the best defense in the league. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay's up there as well, but uh, I think it's Pittsburgh in a, in a league of its own right now, and Stephon, too, it's a big part of the reason why. And we'll see with the Ravens. I like what they did getting Yannick. That was a nice add, but, yeah, I agree. Talent-wise and just, you know, as far as how a front seven's playing, like, there's no one better than, than the Steelers right Not now. Not even close. Yeah, I agree. It's been really, really fun uh, to watch. Next up, we got out of the ATL, Foyce to Luakun. So Foye looks like he is the linebacker to roster in Atlanta. Deion Jones hasn't, you know, he hasn't been horrible, but he's been outscored by Aluakun pretty regularly. We know that Aluakun had the three forced fumbles in one half of football, which may be the craziest stat of the year, in my opinion. If he's still out there, he could be, um, you know, he shouldn't be out there. But if he is, go get him off your waivers. And uh, you could possibly even grab him for cheap still in a trade. Yeah. If you play in a league with some dopes. That's probably the move. I think Yeah, he's, uh, there's probably still going to be people that are hesitant to trust him. Um, But you could probably acquire him in in a dynasty for, you know, less than a third, I would think, right? Oh, absolutely. Maybe not in like someone like like somewhere like Sleeper because he gets that dual designation, which is nuts. Ridiculous. Safety designation, right? Or DB? Yes, DB, right. So Wild. Yeah, he's he's a he's a cheat code in there. All right, Connie, we're actually going to pivot to you for this next one because we talked about this guy as your game fuel pick. Who's the next second half savior? Out of the, the Trail 5 MIAO, Ricky Rose. Oh, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, Ogba, again, making big headlines with his play in Miami. Him and Shaq Lawson, one-two punch there. Um, you know, it seems like he's just a, a guy there that's going to continue to be a playmaker. He's definitely worthy of being rostered uh, with the way he's been performing. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm riding hard from the guy there out of the, the, the Trio 5. Trio 5, uh, Miami, not a team that I think a lot of people expected to have some IDP pieces from this season. So I think, Addy, what I'm seeing a lot on this list is overcoming some of the skepticism or sort of um, 
you know, preconceived notions that we had about going into this season about certain teams and just <laughs> accepting the fact that uh, there's value to be found even on teams where we didn't think there would be value. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, and, you know, teams like that, even the bad teams or the teams that don't seem like they have a lot of talent, they're just going to be out there a lot. They're going to have a lot of snaps, and like we've preached over and over and over again, snaps translates into fantasy points. Um so yeah, I mean, you just want to kind of see the trends and 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 how that stuff you know flows week to week. And uh, guys like Ogba kind of come out of nowhere, you know, every year it seems. But uh, he he's had the luxury of you know no no Shaq Lawson. That's been nice. That does help a lot. Now you mentioned this guy again as your game fuel pick, but it sounds like we're liking this linebacker from Minnesota to continue this excellent play throughout the second half of the season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, he's just someone that every time he's out there, he always produces. And we should mention this is Eric Wilson. Yes, Eric Wilson. Sorry, um, the Eric Bros. It always is very confusing to me which one's being talked about here because right. you have Eric Hendricks and Eric Wilson. Yeah, and then you have. Harrison Smith and Eric, or no, who's the other Harris back there that's the safety? Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris. All very confusing. Very, yes, I I understand that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Eric Wilson, he's just, uh, you know, he's getting 100% of the snaps right now, wearing the green dot, um, and just making plays. And and I do expect the tackle numbers to come up a little bit. So, um, I think he's a pretty safe start. Uh, I've got him in pretty much every league, every IDP league I'm in, and uh, I'm thrilled to have him. Agreed. Yeah, I've got Eric Kendricks. That's been a, a fun player to roster this season. He's been so good. But uh, he's just a great linebacker. Yep. And, and remember you said last year he was the highest graded linebacker by PFF. Yep. yep. There's a reason for that. He's just really, really good. Sometimes good players transcend what we think about, you know, IDP and regression and, you know, will guys fall back to earth? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Uh, a guy that hasn't fallen back to earth despite the fact that, um, you know, he was – I don't know, someone that maybe overachieved a little bit in IDP players' eyes last year. This is Logan Ryan, uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, now in with the New York Giants. Um, shouldn't really be a surprise. It's taken Ryan a little bit to get acclimated with his new team and the role, but he's starting to look like the number one DB from last year, which was, again, crazy. I don't think anyone saw a number one overall DB finish coming for a cornerback from Tennessee. So um, it's unlikely to him for finish in that same position at this point. I don't think he's going to be DB1 again. But he's still a guy that could save your fantasy squad when it counts the most, which is that run-up to the playoffs. So go out there and get Logan Ryan if you can, Addy. Yeah, I think he's a good trade target. Absolutely. I mean, he's a, he's an older fella. You know, I think he's like already 29, 30. Um, but, I mean, you know, in your quarterback required leagues, he is a, a bit of a cheat code there. With like you know, same like Marlon Humphrey types. He just he's a guy that gets a lot of tackle numbers, which is kind of rare for for corners. There's like five plug and play cornerbacks. He's one of them. He's on that list. So if you, especially if you're in cornerback required leagues, go get Logan Ryan. Even if you're not, he is somebody that I would have confidence starting alongside the top safeties there. So let's go back to the ATL, Addy, for second half savior number eleven. Who are we talking about here? Keanu Neal. Ooh, take me to the Matrix, baby. Well, I mean, he's balling, you know. He's uh, he seems to be fully recovered, coming off a humongous week. Um, I mean, great, great signs. Uh, you know, there's not a lot there in front of him outside of uh, Foyside. Um, Deion Jones has been a bit of a letdown, so I mean, he's gonna he's gonna mop up. 
they're going to be in shootouts. They're going to be out there a lot. Um, but he's healthy. So that's uh, for now. For now, exactly. Until he's not. Please, Lord, just let his Achilles and ACLs be okay. Just protect them. But, yeah, I mean, love love to see it. Count O'Neill, everybody's rooting for this guy. Absolutely. All right, Connie, take us home. Second half savior, number 12. Who are we talking about? For the Jets, even though I dogged him earlier, again, God love for him, for our our guy George Fant. But Avery Williamson, um, I think managers have forgotten how good Williamson was a couple of years ago. That's right. Um, but, you know, he missed last season, obviously. Williamson has started off slow, but he's really starting to gain on his peers and the linebacker, at least from point ranking yeah, standpoint. points per game, yeah. It's um, it is the it's a gross situation. No one wants to talk about fantasy pieces from the New York Jets, but there's value to be had there, just like there's value to be had in Miami and Washington and Dallas and some of these other gross situations. And Avery Williamson... Uh, along with some of those secondary pieces, is, um, yeah, definitely a nice piece to have. Doing great. I mean, I hate to, to you know, call him gross because he's actually a good player. I, I really I really do like Avery. Gross Williams. situation. But, yes, exactly right. I mean, what if he chews with his mouth open, though? Would you consider him gross. a gross, gross player yeah. then? Hey, UK. UK boy right here. Who's that? Avery. True. Is he really? Yeah. Did not realize that. Um, I like him a lot more now. Take it back, Avery. You're a closed mouth chewer. But, uh Okay, so I mean, the thing with Avery is, is the playing time was was really wonky there at the beginning. Like we were just kind of waiting for him to get healthy. But this was your boy was all over this. Your boy, if you go look at some tweets, I said Neville Hewitt, Avery Williamson, those are going to be the linebackers you want. Who do you want right now, Josh? I want uh, Avery <laughs> Williamson and Neville Hewitt. <laughs> Joe Namath voice. I want to kiss you. Yeah, I want to kiss you right now. You right I want now. a. I want a sandwich. You look good. You look good tonight, Eddie. But uh, so last uh, last three games for for uh, Avery, ninety three percent, ninety four percent, ninety seven percent of the snaps. Eddie's looking at those uh, game logs with this in his head. <laughs> right, it's time for uh, Avery. Are we gonna keep these sound effects on the board, like play them at Christmas? Yes, dude. I mean, I I love these. I mean, these are I love the Halloween spooky stuff. This Halloween is great because what you what's great is you can throw that on, and then also go with the witch. Oh man! And layer them. See, so I discovered this. I can't wait to. I'm, whenever uh, we didn't have the the board for for DF Triple S this week, but I'm gonna start playing everything all at once. People are. That's what people are here for. They want to hear that, like, Skrillex mashup of, like, Halloween sounds. I just faded it out. I found out how to do it. I'm starting Williamson, so by the way, myself. in the listener league. Oh, and I you? have been. Yeah, and, I mean, he's projected to get 12.3 points. So, he's been balling. He's great. I totally forget he went to Kentucky. He he's was there in, in 2010. So, you're 100% right there. And, Look Connor, you've uh, been on a little bit of a winning streak. You're doing better than either of us in the listener league right now. People yeah. are saying that. People are saying, at least according to what... Uh, Streets is talking. The standings, final standing projections, uh, we'll see. I'm hey, not... have Saquon and Christian McCaffrey and Vosa, so just keep that in mind. Maybe so. if you hadn't been grilling, you would have known they were going to get hurt. <laughs> Piece of trash. I went from second projected till seventh, at least on this initial projection, so I feel like that's kind of harsh, so we'll see what happens. I'm on that a little is. heater, though. A little bit of a heater. Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger. You're going nowhere. Go I'd go ahead and rebuild in that redraft league if I were you. I whipped your ass last week. <laughs> You know that. Rebuild in that redraft league. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. I'm going to go you, you go go Carol Baskin on you and feed you to them Tigers in that sure, listener league, Connie. Yes you just sir. wait. 
All right. Well, I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Once again, I want to applaud us for keeping it to a tight 75-minute episode. He kind of demands it. Toit, toit like a toyga. He's got to get in bed. He's got to get in bed. <laughs> We've tried to tell him to stop waking up early to work out, but he's not listening. So please sound off in the comments if Connor needs to top, stop taking his health so seriously. And uh, start enjoying his time a little bit more. Making real bad choices, Connor. Real bad. I don't look like I work out, so it's not like I'm really like yeah, doing I mean, anything. It's more of just the, the mental thing yeah, of like saying I him. did work out today. Listen to him acting like he ain't hot as hell. <laughs> yeah, take off that shirt, Connie. Take off your shirt. Take it off. Hey, top of the shirt. If people say you look like Carson Wentz, are you that hot? Now, if hey. people are like, you look like Jimmy G, it's like, damn, I am like, I'm super hot. You look like a hot Carson Wentz. All we're doing is talking about hot dudes on this episode. That's uh, that's welcome to the big three <laughs> yeah. IDP. Welcome pod, to big three. Pop for the course. Oh, God, all right, I'm gonna get us out of here before Markham literally obliterates his microphone. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. At it helps us out a lot. Absolutely. Uh, consider supporting the show over Anchor.fm slash Big Three IDP. We want to give a shout out to our patrons as always. Love some you, of, boys. Love, some of our favorite babies over there. And uh, we'll be back next week. Another episode. We don't know what that will look like yet, but make sure. To tune in for in a couple weeks. We're hopeful to have Mark Sessler, the Quiet Storm, back on the show. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, the game recap tweets, we'll have those going out tomorrow and Thursday. So keep an eye out for those. The wheel keeps turning, Addy. Fantasy season, we're past the halfway point now. Kind of crazy. That's right. It's all coming to an end. But, oh. hey, we're going to be here with you every step of the way. That's right. And we're going to take you out with a little bit of the Halloween music for our audio pod listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for watching the live stream. Stay safe out there, and we will see you guys next week. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns and protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPGuys.org. It's the Big Three. It's the Dream Team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the Big Three. It's the Dream Team. Big Three IDP. Let's go.